0: Hi, folks. This is Abel James, and thanks so much for joining us on Fat-Burning Man, where we talk about real food and real results. Today, we're joined by the wonderful Jennifer Cassetta, creator of the Strong, Safe, and Sexy Plan, featured on ABC's My Diet is Better Than Yours. You're going to learn how to upgrade your mental strength, dial in your nutrition, and kick some serious butt. But here's some big news. Allison and I are finally... ...pulling our RV back into Austin, Texas after two years of traveling the country and the world. So we'll finally have a home base again. We'll have reliable internet, which will be pretty freaking awesome. I'll be doing a lot of like live events with you guys real time. Uh, that's something that I didn't have the luxury of doing for a while because internet has been so hard to come by. I'm actually doing this through uh, a MiFi device right now. We've been running mobile for a long time, so I can't wait to have great internet. But anyway... I'll be uh, doing a lot of speaking. I'll be speaking at South by Southwest, Paleo Effects, and many upcoming events and conferences. So come hang out. I'd love to meet you. I'll be signing copies of my New York Times bestselling book, The Wild Diet. So grab yours and please come hang out. In the meantime, here are a few tweets that just came in. Kevin says, I hit the dreaded weight loss plateau. You encouraged me to seek out interval training in short bursts. Two weeks later, I'm down eight pounds. Thanks. Awesome, Kevin. That's great. Elodie says, I've been on the wild diet for a week now. Let me tell you one thing. Do it. I haven't felt so good in such a long time. Thanks, Fat Burning Man. Thanks to both of you. Thanks to all of you for dropping a line. You can always find me on social media under Abel James or Fat Burning Man. I try to get back to as many of you as I possibly can. Now, before we get to the show, I'd like to give you one last reminder about something new we just created for you. Are you on a budget? We definitely are. And wherever you are, I can tell you firsthand, getting the highest quality real food can definitely be a challenge, especially if you don't want to break the bank. If you've ever gotten checkout shock at Whole Paycheck, you know exactly what I mean. We created a handy-dandy guide to help you save time and money on your grocery bill so you can get real food for less. In fact, we saved more than 300 bucks on our grocery bill last month, and we've been doing really well recently because it's getting easier and easier to find high quality food for less and you might not even know that some of these foods are popping up in in big chain stores they're popping up at farmers markets so we want to show you how to do it in this guide you'll learn money-saving shopping hacks that will cut your grocery budget by 30 percent 50 percent or even more while enjoying the best quality meats seafood and fresh organic produce for you and your family how to save time by knowing exactly where when and how to shop for your favorite food snacks and treats which brands of supplements, protein and ingredients my wife and I trust, recommend and use at home and much more. And since we just launched the shopping guide, you can get it for a listener discount for less than 10 bucks. All you have to do is type in from any device, mobile, tablet, computer, fatburningman.com/shopping. This time-saving, money-saving guide will more than pay for itself on your first grocery bell or you get your money back. One of our readers, Tom, says, your tricks for finding cheap meat and then how to make the most of it in the kitchen are priceless. For once, I'm actually excited to go to the supermarket and hunt for healthy bargains. I actually love going shopping for food. Ask my mom, ask my wife, ask anyone. It's just, you know, I feel like in in the history of man, The incredible foods that are available to us when you just walk into a store, you walk into a farmer's market, is absolutely incredible. So I really encourage you guys to get out there, have some fun with your food, have some fun and enjoy the experience of picking up real food. Uh, And also, it's getting easier and easier to save money on it, so I want to show you exactly how to do that. So throw your food budget a bone and check out this guide today. All you have to do is go to fatburningman.com slash shopping. And of course, if you just go to fatburningman.com and sign up for my email list or check out the blog, check out the shows, I have tons of free information for you. This show will always be free as well, so you don't have to spend any money, but check out this stuff if you're on the fence about whether or not you should be eating real food and you've been, uh, you know, bouncing that idea around your head for a while, please take that plunge. It's worth it. Once you see how good this feels, there's no turning back. So, Uh, Once again, fatburningman.com slash shopping, and you can always go to fatburningman.com as well. All right, on to the show with Jennifer Cassetta. On this show, you'll learn how to harness the strength of a wild animal when threatened, why healthy means different things on the East versus the West Coast, what to do about having too much information, how to calibrate your nervous system with ancient practices, and much more. All right, let's go hang out with Jennifer. All right, folks, Jennifer Cassetta is a clinical nutritionist, personal trainer, and third degree black belt. Jennifer has made appearances on The Today Show, The Doctor's Rachel Ray, and ABC's My Diet Is Better Than Yours. She's also got a childhood crush on Rocky, I hear. <laughs> Jennifer, I'm so glad you're here.
1: <laughs> totally, I do. Is
0: that true? That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Rocky won or? Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. yeah I, mean, I,
1: it. I you know, of course I liked the other, I stopped at after three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I haven't seen Creed yet, but you know, the young Rocky, the buff, you know. You're in the
0: hat and that cool totally. jacket, that cool <laughs> car. Yeah, I, I remember. And
1: All the right. music, it gets me amped.
0: <laughs> I'm totally right there with you. So a factoid that people might not realize, which I love, uh, mm-hmm. is that you used to bartend at a hip hop, nightclub in New York City until 4 a.m. every weekend we've had a few conversations about this and you used to have New York bartender habits too right like you spent your your nights up late drinking and smoking instead of sleeping
1: absolutely I mean bars would close at 4 a.m. yeah so I'd be like counting the money smoking a cigarette because you could smoke in bars back then right then afterwards go to the diner for an egg and cheese (laughs) and then go to sleep wake up at noon order up Cause I was like on the fifth floor walk up of this old, you know, apartment building on 96th street and then order like more egg and cheese or whatever disgusting things like (laughs) from the deli downstairs. Cause I wouldn't even walk downstairs. Yeah. (laughs) It was pretty bad. So you've come
0: a long way (laughs) is what I'm trying to say. So let's, let's skip ahead. Let's see. Tell people a little bit about what you do now.
1: Okay, great. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Over the 15 years that my life has kind of progressed and my journey has progressed, it's been a lot of different things that I've been doing. Right now, I'm speaking mostly, mostly on college campuses across the country right. on empowerment, safety, self-defense. I have a couple different keynotes. Some focus more on health and nutrition, you know, healthy habits for students, mm-hmm. or some are like "Hear Me Roar: How to Defend Your Mind, Body, and Heart Against People Who Suck."
0: Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so, I'm going to, if, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. I'm going to read a quote from your book that I just, I loved. You said, oh. if you ever feel backed into a corner and physically threatened, think like an animal in the wild, become the tiger, become the attacker. And you no longer have to defend yourself. You then attack until your opponent becomes dinner. <laughs> Can you talk about what you mean by that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and I love, you know, the wild diet. It kind of like goes with your brand, of right?
0: Course. Yeah, it works. <laughs>
1: I remember exactly when my martial arts master told me like kind of taught me that that lesson yeah and it was after I was kind of grabbed on the street not kind of I was grabbed on the street late mm-hmm. at night three o'clock in the morning walking home from a party and not paying attention and the guy came up behind me like went up my dress grabbed me and you know in my head all hell broke loose and mm-hmm. I was able to scare off my attacker without even using the martial arts that I was taught, you know, learning at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But what it prepared me for was to kind of release that inner beast, that inner she-beast that we all have. Yeah. So and I remember him telling me, telling me this, like after the fact, kind of, or may have been before, I don't know, but we were in an elevator and he said, if you are ever, you know, in a place like that, like an mm-hmm. elevator or something, and someone's coming in, you become the, the tiger, mm-hmm. right? You have to attack. You're not just the victim fighting back. You're not just defending yourself. You need to attack yeah. the attacker.
0: Yeah. It and sounds so, so aggressive. <laughs> it does, but it's such a wonderful way to think about it. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that shocks people out of their current reality because a lot right. of people are living their lives that way, not just in terms of you know literal threats, but also right. just like the day that's coming out At them right like you have the best defense is a good offense when it comes to eating right for example right or making sure you get your workout in it's something that you can easily extend to any other part of your life so i i just love that example because so many people we're living in a reactive state right Mm -hmm. and and one of the things you teach people is to be proactive so can you talk a little bit about that
1: absolutely and again this this can be in the realm of self-defense, but also health, Mm -hmm. wellness, relationships. Mm -hmm. It can really be just a theory to have in your life, but um, it's about awareness. So it all starts here, and that's the first thing I teach in my self-defense classes. Mm -hmm. It's about being more aware. I think we're all just so busy on our phones and like heads down. We're not even looking up. We're not connecting with people anymore we're just connecting with our phones with our computers and our laptops and it's just so kind of depressing but also not smart i just yeah. read today a guy was i think just yesterday a guy was got his face slashed at 4:30 in the afternoon walking down a street in new york city and he Jeez. said the first thing he said i had my earbuds in i wasn't paying attention wow guys it's 4:30 in the afternoon like right. wake up yeah you know like where are we so <laughs> I think we really just need to start being more aware. Mm -hmm. And I know you have a practice, an awareness practice. I saw you doing some Tai Chi on the show, which is very cool. (laughs) Qigong? Yeah,
0: Qigong. And and it's something that I do every single day. I've been doing it for years. And just some level of basically movement that you're calibrating with your nervous system can be so powerful to get you into now, to get you to be present. And also to make sure that your body is working better or whatever. But what it really does do is that awareness thing. At first, you feel like it's not doing anything. It's like I'm watching my hand move <laughs> in slow motion. Right. But you do it for a while. It becomes a practice. And all of a sudden, you see that your life is changing as well. And and so you, you also recommend doing things like meditation, which can help, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it could be as simple as three minutes of just being quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on your lifestyle, I think. I worked with so many people in New York city for so many years that it was like, what meditate, I don't have 30 minutes to sit down and do nothing. I'm mm-hmm. too busy. I'd be like, start with three, Yeah. three minutes, just silence. And if you, if that's really difficult, you know, I think everyone has their kind of sweet spot with meditation and what works for them better. Mm-hmm. I personally do like the movement. I like a moving meditation. So I'll teach them like this eight count kind of just like breathing mm-hmm movement, meditation, and you could do it three to five minutes and and just kind of reset your whole nervous system. So I think it's a great practice to yeah. have something.
0: Yeah, and it does incredible things for you, especially if you try sitting down for three minutes, maybe for the first time and far too long, you'll find that being quiet is really, really loud. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a while to dial that down.
1: Absolutely. I use, um, and sometimes just a little hack is just setting a timer. Mm-hmm. For five minutes or, you know, and then increase it every week. So start at three, get to seven, you know, in two months you're at 10 and 12 minutes of doing a meditation. And that's yeah. a big difference. Right.
0: It's a big difference. So we talked before about where you started 15 years ago. Yeah. How, skipping ahead, how did you catch the health bug? What drives you to do what you do now?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, I don't want to go on forever, but... <laughs> The health bug, I think, was set in me as a kid. My, I grew up in a healthy household. My mm-hmm. dad was super aware of nutrition and just devoured books on it. And, and a
0: self-defense guy too, right?
1: Yes. And yeah. then he got into martial arts and it changed his life. I mean, he was a son of an Italian immigrant, super like <sighs> New York City detective, mm-hmm. opposite of kind of the martial way, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and it and it completely changed his life. He became more aware, it became more sensitive to other people. So I saw that happening. And then it wasn't until after college that I decided to pick up the practice. And mm-hmm. like, just let me try this. Let me, I was bored of going to the gym, to be honest. I was bored of the treadmill. And that's all I really did as
2: yeah.
1: you know, as young, right after school, kind of thing. Yeah. So the minute i, you know, got the uniform on and just started like learning the punches and the the physicality of it all, i was hooked. Yeah. And started kind of like a three classes a week kind of beginner, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then on and on and on, then it was like, "Ooh, i want to do more. I want to take double classes." And all of a sudden there i was there 6 to 7 days a week mm-hmm. and absolutely loved it. From there Uh, You know, I've already told the story on my diet is better than yours, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I had a big kind of life happening or life event, which we all had, but I started to reflect on that, on what happened there. So do you want me to just quickly tell your listeners? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: go for it. Because not everyone has, has, not everyone listening to this watches TV. Let me just put it that way. (laughs)
1: Of course, I totally get it. So I was working, besides the bartending, I also had a day job. So I had two jobs and one of them was down by the World Trade Center and I was walking there that m- the morning of 9-11 and all hell broke loose. You know, I was forced into a closet basically with all these other people. The building, well, the first tower collapsed, thought we were going to die. Um, then we were forced to leave the building. So we were thrown out onto the street in the ash and just running for safety somewhere. So I found another building. Same thing happened when the second tower fell. We mm-hmm. were forced out of there. So anyway, finally made it to safety and the months after that, all I wanted to do was get to the martial arts studio. All I wanted to be where I wanted to be was at the dojang. Yeah. And it was like a little refuge place for me. I just loved being there. So mm-hmm. Obviously, I was kind of out of a job for a little while, too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I decided within, within six months to really go for it and make martial arts a part of my career. Mm-hmm. So I wanted everyone else to feel what I was feeling, the physical improvements that I was getting, the mental, the emotional, mm-hmm. even spiritual side of it, and share that with others. Yeah. So I also became a personal trainer then in New York City and, and did those combined for a while until mm-hmm. then I went back to school for my nutrition degrees
0: yeah so let's talk about nutrition because you have a unique approach to that but one that I I very much agree with agree with in a lot of ways can you talk about the way that you like to create meals and what food winds up on the plate
1: oh wow sure I shouldn't tell you. When I'm, when I'm not feeling so well, sometimes I'm just like, I want cheesy nachos. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's what wound up on my plate last night.
0: <laughs> We're all real people. Exactly. <laughs> it's easy to forget that sometimes.
1: Right. You know, sometimes though, living in, now that I live in Los Angeles,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I'm with ne- or, you know, everyone here is fit. It's amazing. Right.
0: It's a lot easier to be good on the West Coast.
1: It's a lot easier to be good, but it's also like, whoa, do any of these people cheat like ever? Yeah, because right. they're all hard bodies. Like, yeah. So I feel some of the people in the industry, the fitness industry out here, are like way hardcore. And mm-hmm. I still, you know, I still am a real person as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, when I'm actually planning ahead and doing well, I think it's really important to obviously focus on what protein am I going to have. And mm-hmm. you know me already; I'm mostly plant-based,
2: mm-hmm.
1: with a little bit of fish and seafood. So pescatarian. So I eat a lot of eggs, mm-hmm. lots of eggs, pasture-raised, yep. obviously, Beautiful. and um, and then seafood maybe three to four times a week. Yeah, some weeks none at all. Right. Some more, but you know, something around there. The reason why I became pescatarian was like many, many years of studying, reading, and Mm -hmm. you know, I had a kind of aha moment around animals and protein stuff, again, back when I was probably 20, 21. Mm -hmm. Do you want to hear this? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. (laughs) So my childhood dog was dying of cancer, and I went home to visit my parents, and uh, I just took a look at her, and I'm a huge animal lover ever since mm-hmm. I'm a little kid yeah. and she was so sickly like eyes sunken in no hair on her tail it was terrible so you know we had to put her down and everything like that but I, I said for this first time in my life I just connected like cancer and pets and like how what how are dogs getting cancer right yeah. so I said all right you know Not being scientific, just like being Jen and a sensitive being. I said, in honor of my dog, Duchess, for one week, I'm not going to eat any animals because Mm -hmm. animals are her friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that came from. And then weeks turned into months, turned into years, and I did do completely vegetarian for like six years Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and then decided to bring in some animal Protein with the fish yeah. later on, only wild caught, as you know, as you would do as well. So, yeah. um, but years later, I was sitting in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition back mm-hmm. at the time. I don't know, if you know what that is, but yeah. it's a health coaching certification that I did back in 2005. It was actually in person in New York City. So, all these major you know, top experts, Dr. Mark Hyman, Andrew mm-hmm. Weil, they were coming live to speak to us. And it was really, really cool. Now it's an online program. Yeah. yeah. So Joshua Rosenthal, the founder of it, was telling a story. A, a student of his was married to a butcher. And one day she went in the butcher shop and she looked up at this hanging carcass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it had like this green slime on it. Yeah. And she said, hey, what's that? And he was like, oh, that's just like cancer. And we just kind of cut it off and serve the rest of the right. animal. Yeah. And I was just like, ding, aha, right. uh-huh. got it. Like, to me, I was, I just don't want to eat sickly animals. I mm-hmm. don't know what I'm eating unless you're getting, you know, the best quality. So.
0: Yeah. And I'm I'm so glad you shared that because I think people, we've been conditioned to, not think of our food as coming from an animal, even when it right. does, right? And, and, yeah. and it's so crazy to think of how sick these animals are and how disconnected we are from that whatsoever. And it's like, you, yeah. s- you see that Americans are getting fatter and sicker yeah. than ever with all of these diseases that are kind of unprecedented. And you see that the right. foods that we're eating, the animals that we're eating, are pumped full of hormones and antibiotics and things that have been proven to be l- linked to developing cancer. And not only that, they're pumped full of all these hormones that make them as fat as possible as quickly as possible. Right. And the same thing is happening to us, the same thing is happening to our pets. Right. You know, it's it's no wonder that we're having such trouble because when you look at what we're eating, if if we walked in if we all walked into that same butcher shop that you walked into, okay. I think it would really change our lives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and back in the day, in our grandparents' time, probably, you know, they were going to the butcheries. They were going to see the food they were purchasing and see the animals that they were purchasing, not Mm -hmm. just getting it all chopped up in a beef patty and, you know, there's no connection. And I recommend, and I'm sure you've read it, but to everyone out there, um, The Omnivore's Dilemma was one of my favorite books like that. Just connecting your food on your plate to where it actually comes from. I Mm -hmm. thought that was so cool.
0: It's funny because reading The Omnivore's Dilemma, it does something different for everyone. It depends on where you catch them. When I read it, I was a vegetarian and it convinced Uh me not to be a vegetarian anymore because I realized how bad the the grains were that I was eating because of nitrogen oh. fixing and all of the the GMOs and all this other stuff and I'm just like look I'm trying to be good here I, I don't know what else I could do and that's sometimes you can have a little bit too much information about all of this and so I, I hope especially considering we were on a diet show together or whatever whenever right. you find things in media they're trying to make Health look different, and everything look kind of like a fad, right? But the truth mm-hmm. is, if you know the principles about how to get people healthy, there's a mm-hmm. lot more in common than there is different. And so, what? I why don't you share you. a little bit more about that? Because you do you help you've helped so many people take their health into their own hands. What, what's your main approach there?
1: Well, it's funny. Um, this is very funny you bring that up because I do think about that often, especially when we were on the show together no one's, I should say, we all have a similar approach, right? No one's eating a bunch of junk food and, you know, we're all trying to be as clean as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, My approach is I've I've worked with hundreds of clients over the years and, you know, I can't put my pescatarian diet on every client and nor would I want to. Mm -hmm. Bio-individuality, if you will, that's Mm -hmm. what we learned in back in 2005 in IIN, Institute for Integrative Nutrition, that was the main thing. It's like everyone has different needs for their body. And not even just that. When I'm working with clients, say, like me, who just wouldn't eat animal protein because of another reason, a personal reason, Mm -hmm. or a religious reason, you know, there's all these other factors that go into people's lives that make them choose the food that they choose. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to work with them on an individual basis. So it's funny, on my, on my site, I have a vegan meal plan, I have a gluten-free meal plan, and I even have a paleo light, I call it, because it's not so heavy on the animal protein, yeah. but a paleo light program. So I was like, when the show was airing, the strong, safe, and sexy diet on the show mm-hmm. is pescatarian and gluten-free. So I was like, oh, damn, I better make a meal plan that represents... <laughs> 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 the strong, safe, and sexy yeah. diet, right? Sure. It's the way I eat, therefore I made it the program for the show. Yeah. That's what I was highlighting. Right. I adopted the way, that way to eat because I think it's the healthiest for me. Mm-hmm. Do I think it has to be for everyone else? Not necessarily. Yeah. But again, and, as you know, it's about the quality of food.
0: It's about the quality of food and it's about biochemical individuality, like you said, and it's about your goals, right? If you're trying yeah. to look, <laughs> if, if you're trying to look yoked, right? Yeah. Like the rock or something like that, you're yeah. going to have a very different eating plan than someone right. who's trying to maximize longevity. Those are not the same thing, right? right. And, and uh, at the
1: same time though, I do, I do hope those people that are trying to get, you know, jacked and stuff that they do think of their long-term health right. though, because right. There's not, you know, just because of what someone looks like on the outside, that doesn't necessarily set them up for success in the long term. And Keep that's that in I
0: mind, be- West Coast girl. Oh, <laughs> all those hard yeah. bodies out there.
1: Yeah, but it's not me. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> so I'm all about balance.
0: <laughs> what's, I'm interested in asking you this question. The difference between being healthy in New York and being yeah. healthy in L.A. have mm. to be fundamentally different things, right?
1: I think so. My experience, yeah, is very different. Yeah, what does that look like? Uh, I mean, for me personally, it was very different because in New York, I spent most of my time in a dough buck, which is like <laughs> a martial arts uniform. Sure. And plus then, you know, with very cold winters, you're wrapped up a lot. Mm-hmm. Then you come out here and people are wearing shorts all year round, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sleeveless all year round. So it's a very – that right there can can be very – different, right? Mm -hmm. Showing your body. Yeah. So people are way more into looks, if that, you know, uh, makes sense here. So the health out here in LA is, I think, from my view and people, yes, jump in and tell me I'm wrong, but is mostly about looking good. Hmm. Health in New York is more about surviving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you said that.
1: Yeah. I mean, people could come to me so broken and burnt. Yeah. It was just like, you know, their adrenals were shot Mm -hmm. most of the time. I mean, it happened to me. I was just like by the end of my 15 years there, I was just exhausted. Yeah. Completely exhausted. So I was not focused on, you know, my body as much Mm -hmm. in New York at all. It was more about... Wow, I'm eating out probably six nights a week. So, yeah. how can I make the best choices possible when I'm on the go? And how can I just like take care of my body so more like self-care? Does
0: mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Let's dig in a little bit more on this though, because I'm interested. You know, so many people come into health mm-hmm. <laughs> from various directions, right? And a lot right. of people come in wanting to look good. For your clients, I imagine that's what a lot of people are doing, right? They they want to look good, but in the end, you have to tell them the real story, which is like, that comes second, or at least it should, yeah. right? Get yeah. healthy first. How do you kind of like p- mm-hmm. pull a fast one on them like that?
1: Well, it's funny. I actually put it on my website in the past year or two because coming out here to LA, I was getting a lot of young women. In New York, I had pretty hardcore clients, mm-hmm. guys on Wall Street. You know, They didn't miss their training sessions. They listened to me. They did what I said. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Here I would get a lot of women like, I just want to lose that last five pounds, Mm -hmm. and I'd just be like, oh, and they're like, I'm having hemp milk and, you know, and this and a and grapes for dinner. I'm like, this is not for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I put like a little disclaimer on my website that if you're just looking to lose that last five pounds, I'm probably not your the right fit for you. Yeah, I want to work with people that really want to, you know change and have to transform their lives for healthy reasons, not just because they can pinch like this much skin on their stomach. Yeah. So,
0: as part of that, because one of the things you teach is, is confidence, especially for women. Mm -hmm. What is one of the ways that you can get away from that mentality that, that some people might be stuck in and, and really focus on more being a positive, holistic human being?
1: Mm, well, yeah. How can I do that? I think um, <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs>
0: I'll only give you easy questions from now on.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that, this is a good question. But I think I think I am making an impact in the college market. Yeah, because um, girls are so women, young women are so um, what's the word? Not vulnerable, but they're they can be vulnerable at that age. Mm-hmm to, you know, to the media and always comparing themselves to what the ideal, um, idea of beauty looks like, or, you know, and it's just, I want to try and work with people then and, and show them that there's a bigger picture, right? And it's, it's not just about the number on the scale. It's not about the color of your hair or this or that. It's just, there's so much more you can contribute to the world Mm -hmm. than, than that. Yeah. I also happen to work at a rehab up here in Malibu mm-hmm. for teenagers. Oh, so wow. I see so many young women with eating disorders, body image issues, so bad that it literally paralyzes them. Yeah, Like it's crippling and blows my mind. Yeah. So hopefully I can be more of a positive influence in that, in I that arena.
0: You, I think you are.
1: Oh, you good. definitely are.
0: No, when I think of, you know, and let's talk about your mantras a little bit too, because I think that's so cool. Strong, safe, and sexy. Bam. Yeah. That's great. Get, yeah. Do you want to expand on that a little bit?
1: Sure. I mean, the strong is about m- being mentally and physically strong, mm-hmm. right? I think it's super important for your body to be strong as a w- woman, especially. We don't, a lot of women try to stay away from weights and stuff, scared of bulking up. I hear yeah. that a lot, but I think it's just so cool to really feel powerful in your body, and mentally and emotionally, it's like you have to work those muscles just like you would work your biceps. Yeah. They're as important. It doesn't just come naturally to be, you know, positive and confident and mm-hmm. also like you have to work at it. Yeah. <laughs> and then safe, safe, obviously, um, physically. So you learning to protect yourself through mm-hmm. self-defense uh, is so empowering. Just the fact that I can walk through um, a dark garage at night, it doesn't mean that I don't have fear. I can... Yeah. Still feel the fear, but then say, okay, I know what to do if something happens. This is the next step I would take and mm-hmm. visualize those things. And that's how I get through
2: mm-hmm.
1: a scary incident.
2: Yeah.
1: And then safe, obviously, the diet is safe or trying to be preventing disease in the long run. So you're safe that yeah. way. And then sexy is sexy is an inner feeling um, of confidence that exudes from you. I think it's mm-hmm. again, sexy is not like, uh, I don't know, Sophia Vergara. It's, 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 well, she is super sexy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I mean, it's her more her confidence than the way somebody looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so, speaking of confidence, you did the firewalk at a Tony Robbins event, right? Have you? <laughs> no, I haven't. Well, what's okay. it like? <laughs> like standing before those those burning coals.
1: He gets you so amped. I yeah. mean, I think the whole evening leading up to that, you're basically being like some people call it brainwashed. Call it whatever you want. It got me so amped. You're in a in an altered state of mind, I think. Sure. <laughs> You're high. You're yeah. just naturally completely high. And he does give you a mantra. Mm-hmm. I think he's changed it over the years. And I don't know if I'm giving away secrets, but so he did two ways of of preparing the audience for this. And one was the carrot right so here's here's what you want Mm -hmm. and then that's how sometimes you motivate clients right sure or here's what you don't want Mm -hmm. right and people will run away from that so people are motivated in two different ways so he used to use both ways and the the one mantra i remember you know saying that he kept saying was charred bloody stumps (laughs) charred bloody stumps (laughs) i don't think he uses that anymore
0: right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so grim
1: so it's like <laughs> it's like darn I don't want charred bloody stumps so I'm gonna make sure I just walk through that fire so it's not like blazing fire it's yeah yeah hot hot coals right and there's thousands of people doing it and that's another thing I think I'm like if all of these people can do it I can too
0: yeah that's cool. I had a similar experience doing a polar bear plunge off of like a 20 foot high thing that I shouldn't have jumped off of. But when you have that many people doing it at the same time, you're like,
1: ah, we'll all be fine. Where was that?
0: Oddly enough, it's it's usually true. That was uh, that was on the way to Whistler up in Canada.
1: Oh, nice.
0: It was really cold. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so yeah. What, what are some things people who are listening to the show Uh, Are there any things that they can keep in mind if they do find themselves in that back alley in an unsafe situation? What are some like quick tips that you have for them to get in the right mindset?
1: Absolutely. You know, the first and foremost is awareness. So Mm -hmm. you're not caught off guard. That's the most vulnerable place you can be is Mm -hmm. kind of like paralyzed in fear. Sure. So yelling, using your voice, using your body will shock your brain out of that paralyzation that, you know. Where your body just your nervous system just shuts down. Mm -hmm. So even if it's just yelling nonsense, just yell. Yeah. This we're already at the point. You know, there's so many different points that I talk about in self-defense. So Mm -hmm. if you if you're already at that point where you know there's someone trying to harm you, definitely do that. Stay aware beforehand. Get off the phone. Put it away. Put it in your purse, and make sure as soon as you get into a closed situation, a car, an elevator, whatever that you lock the doors in your car, you lock the doors in your apartment and just make sure that you're safe. safe. So I teach the ABCs of self-defense. The A is the awareness. The B is boundaries, which I was just kind of talking about, physical Mm -hmm. boundaries, personal boundaries and relationships, right? Keep those kind of in place. Make sure that there's not people sucking energy from you, negative Mm -hmm. people surrounding you all the time. And then C, communication is really, I love the most important, is body language. Yeah. So they say 55% of communication is body language. So Mm -hmm. if you're walking down that dark alley or to the parking garage, to your car in the parking garage, head held high, direct eye contact with everyone, shoulders back, chest up, you know, walk with purpose. Mm -hmm. Not just like, on the phone, not paying attention because you'll just be a giant target.
0: Yeah. And that actually, it it reduces the chance that you'll need to ever get into any sort of altercation when you just walk around with that purpose. Right. Can you talk about, I I think most people kind of understand that to a degree, but Mm -hmm. can you hammer it home? Because that's such a powerful, powerful thing to just walk Mm -hmm. like you could fight or you could put up with anything or that you're watching people and they they perceive that all of a sudden they're not going to come after you because they're looking for the weakest target most of the time. Right.
1: Exactly. I mean, you just said it. So I try to tell my audience sometimes, like, think like a predator.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: A
1: predator's going to look for the le- weakest link, uh, the most vulnerable. So if there's someone walking with their head down low, shoulders hunched, mm-hmm. or just distracted on yeah. the phone, you know, oh, easy target right there. So a lot, and a lot of times when, Women, I'm just going to say it, women are attacked. A lot of times they know their attacker. So Mm -hmm. there aren't all these, well, there are random attacks, of course. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times they will know their attacker, whether it's a first date. So no is like not know them well necessarily, but they're um, in the same class as them or Mm -hmm. just kind of know them around and they'll be watching you. That predator is going to watch the prey Mm -hmm. and learn their habits. So if you ever do feel like you may have somebody that is stalking you, change your habits. Mm -hmm. Don't go home the same way all the time or change your hours and stuff like that. Just try and be as unpredictable as possible. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, just awareness, awareness, awareness. And I think because we're so busy and we have so many things on our mind. Taking that three to five minutes every day meditation just to ground yourself mm-hmm. really does enhance our awareness and our gut,
2: yeah. right? Yeah.
1: We all have gut feelings and you can't pay attention to them if you're doing 5,000 things at once.
0: Right. Now, let's, I think you're such a great example of this. Let's talk a little bit about conditioning because you're not just fit, it performs a function. Right. You could, you could beat me up if you wanted to. And no, I think never. that it shouldn't be, but a lot of women kind of struggle to find that link between, you know, yes, I want to look good, but I want to feel good too. And I feel like not only do you feel good, you can do something with your body that's tactical and strategic and awesome. How can you convince more people to kind of like live that life where it's true functional strength, not just kind of like bird-like arms and being mm-hmm. small, but being useful.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Do you have an answer for me? (laughs) How can I?
0: (laughs) Well, I think you are. I think you're that example, right? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you can speak a little bit to how it's changed your life.
1: Yeah. I think when, again, the martial arts really was the impetus to change my whole life and outlook on health and Mm well-being and all of that. And I had mentors and I had role models there. And they were all these strong women, Mm -hmm. beautiful, too fit. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, and some were thinner than others, whatever, but it did it wasn't about that. I was just in awe of what they could do. Yeah. And now they're all in their mid forties and they've all had children and bounced back like that. Yeah. Because they never quit. They trained all through before the pregnancy, during the Mm -hmm. pregnancy, after the pregnancy. It's not it's a lifestyle. It's not something that kind of come and go. Even when I'm out here in LA, I don't necessarily belong to a dojo anymore, mm-hmm. but I still train on my own when I go to the gym, you know, almost every day or whatever, just to yeah. go through my forms and, and do all those cool things because it would suck to lose it. Yeah. Does <laughs> <laughs> that make sense?
0: No, it does. And, and it feels good to actually do something, right? Like yeah. I love playing with my dog and being able to lift her up and stuff like that. Dog squats, I
1: saw yeah, it today. Dog today. Oh, you
0: did see that, nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do that almost literally every day. You know, it's just like being yeah. a, a human being, a part of that is uh, making sure that you are functionally fit, that you can yeah. handle yourself and yeah. there's a lot of confidence that, that comes from that. So I think it's so cool, uh, you know, doing Krav Maga fighting with girls, seeing girls like getting into martial arts now (laughs) is just like such a huge confidence boost. I've seen so many people change their lives that way. So I I just love what you do.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. And the whole baby thing, I'm just at an age right now where either everyone's, you know, trying to have babies or had babies already. Sure. And I see that and I think of that and I'm like, wow, you know, that's an intense thing that you have to do with your body. Mm Mm-hmm. I want women to be strong beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they can carry this baby with strength and not hurt themselves. And, you know, I hear so many stories and I've had clients that have been on bed rest and this and that because their bodies just couldn't handle that much pressure and stress. Right. So I think it's a really cool thing to do, like as you're planning on having children and stuff like that, too.
0: Totally. (laughs) So, uh, we're, I can't believe it, but we're just about out of time before we go. Can you please tell folks what you're working on and where they can find you?
1: Sure. You can find me on my website, jennifercassetta.com and pretty much anywhere on social media as Jen Cassetta. Um, I'm working on, what am I working on? Well, I'm just, we're finishing up the show. Oh my God. I'm so excited (laughs) for the finale. I can't wait to see who wins. (laughs) And yeah, I'm going to be speaking around the country. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So I have a bunch of talks on the book, but if anyone would like me to come to their organization or school during April, especially to talk about sexual assault prevention, I am doing that. I'll be doing that in the country. So yeah, reach out. And if you have any questions about martial arts, pescatarian lifestyle, or being strong, safe, and sexy, I am around. <laughs> awesome.
0: And we'll link to all your social media and that fun stuff on the blog post at Fat Burning Man, too. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome.
1: Thank you, Abel. So nice.
0: Do you want to know how we saved more than 300 bucks on our grocery bill last month? If you've ever wondered, how can I feed my family real food on a budget? What cuts of meat are the best value? Which brand of almond flour works best for baking? What's the best coconut oil to use? Where can I buy locally raised beef and poultry for half price? Well, we just created a handy-dandy guide to help you save time and money on your grocery bill so you can get your family the highest quality real food they deserve On any budget. In this guide, you'll learn how to save time by knowing exactly where, when, and how to shop for your favorite foods, snacks, and treats, which brands of supplements, protein, and ingredients we trust, recommend, and use at home, money saving shopping hacks that will cut your grocery budget by 30%, 50%, or even more while enjoying the best quality meats, seafood, and fresh organic produce, how to reduce food waste in your kitchen to stretch your food dollar farther than you ever thought possible and much more and since we just launched the shopping guide you can get a discount to grab it for less than 10 bucks all you have to do is type in from any device fatburningman.com shopping that's fatburningman.com shopping see you there thank you so much for joining us on this episode of fat burning man if you liked it Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, the podcast app, or wherever else you might be listening to or watching this show. Got a second? Please leave me a quick review on iTunes. I always love hearing from you, and if you think someone else might like and benefit from this free show, please take a second to share it with a friend or with a family member. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at FatBurnMan, And Facebook by typing in Abel James or Fat-Burning Man. Drop me a line anytime. Did you know that I've recorded over 150 episodes of Fat-Burning Man, winning four awards in independent media and hitting number one in more than eight countries? And here's some more good news. You can download and listen to every single episode for free. All you have to do is type in FatBurningMan.com. I'll give you a second to type it in. And you'll get all the show notes and video and audio versions for all the past episodes of Fat-Burning Man. Better yet, enter your best email at fatburningman.com, sign up for my newsletter, and I'll even send you a quick start guide to start burning fat right now and a few of our ridiculously tasty recipes as a special thanks for signing up. Once again, just go to fatburningman.com right now. Enter your best email to get your free fat burning download straight to your inbox and make sure that you never miss a show again. This is Abel James signing off. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week.